it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. Well, good morning, Amanda. <laughs> and it is good morning for you, yes. and it's good afternoon for me, and you're in Ontario. Yeah, I am in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, and it is 9 a.m., so this is the first thing I'm doing today. Oh, well, I did go to the chiropractor earlier, but after that, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm honored, um, and, and you're in a fit state, hopefully. You haven't oh, been yeah. pummeled about too much. <laughs> um, Amanda, whose surname, actually, I might not pronounce right, Amanda Relia, Relia Voss. Thank you. Relia Voss. Thank you, Relia Voss. I love all these surnames, but um, and her comp- she's a, a social media strategist. Her company is called, very cleverly, I might add, and there's a story to that, like a Voss. But it would be <laughs> way better for Amanda to introduce herself. So on you go. Hey, everybody. So my name's Amanda. I have actually been Mandy since about grade five. Um, I switch between both names depending on who I'm speaking with, but Amanda's fine. Uh, so I own a company called Like a Voss Social Media, and it has been in business for about five years now. And we um, do large majority organic social media strategy. Um, we focus heavily on that just because we find that that's the most fun. And the reason I went into business was because I wanted to enjoy what I'm doing. So. Although paid ads are a very big part of social strategy, uh, we partner with other companies to do that element for clients, but I love the organic and the community building aspect of social media. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on it like you are, but in terms of, as a principle, yeah, I, I, I love organic. I, I even have organic vegetables delivered, Amanda. Mandy, I'm going to call you Mandy now, actually. Okay, yes, sure. I'm calling you Mandy. So actually, Mandy's got, what we call, you know, because she's actually a human um, and this podcast is populated by humans, which I think is great. Um, a very real story of how she got, you know, how you got to where you are, um, Mandy, is, <laughs> is, you know, it's not, it's like most people, it's random, crazy, up, down, all over the place. And you didn't even start off in anything like this kind of uh, area, did you? Not at all. <laughs> go on, go for it. Tell us your story. All right, so I'm going to do this as quick as possible because it's very long. Um, In high school, I was heavy into music, and I thought I wanted to play uh, second chair clarinet in orchestra. And that went on for most of high school. Huge music geek, like played five instruments, took private lessons. And then uh, in senior year, they hired a music teacher that I hated, and she ruined it for me. So then I switched gears and I got serious about one of my biggest hobbies, which was photography. And so I decided I want to be a photographer and I applied to universities and I actually got got into um, one of the hardest programs to get into at Ryerson in Toronto, Ontario. And then the bank screwed up my tuition deposit payment and it came in a day late. So they cut me and put me on a wait list. So I had to scramble to find something else, which I did not. So I ended up going for a repeat year of, high, of uh, senior year in high school, which they allowed back then and they don't now because I'm older. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and I did radio broadcast and then photography. And then I applied again and I actually did not get in the second time. So, so I, I left that program and I thought, oh, what do I want to do that cre uh, combines creativity and a little bit of practical? So I applied to St. Lawrence College Advertising and Marketing and I got in and that's kind of how I started in the marketing world. Uh, so that was a three-year program. I graduated and I was offered a job at a local credit union. Um, it's a, not a major bank. It's a smaller thing, profit sharing. You can look into that if you want. Terrible job. Um, I was hired part-time and I worked 40 hours a week, no benefits. Um, everyone there hated their job. There was two other tellers that were very friendly, but the managers were just not happy with their lives and that kind of weighed down on me. I am a very good employee, uh, but after a year, I think my subconscious was telling me that I needed to get out. So I started showing up late for work and that was so unlike me. So I was fired. <laughs> so then I decided to go out and get drunk with my friends to celebrate my being fired, which sounds weird, but I was actually really happy that I was forced out because I probably would have got comfy uh, because I would have been too scared to pursue something else. So I went out and this man overheard me speaking to my friends about marketing at the bar and came over and I thought he was going to hit on me, but nope, that's not what it was. He said, oh, I own a company in town. I'd like you to interview. I'm like, oh yeah, whatever, buddy. Like, nice play. And anyway, so the next day we went for lunch and he offered me a job and it was a small business that did uh, online directory listings, but he needed someone to work on the social media side of it and run their Facebook, Twitter, and then um, find local events to put on the website. So there was like the directory listing and then the event side. And I was in charge of that. And then within three months, the person that was working at the head office, which was in Ottawa, Ontario, went to pursue her master's. So I was promoted to events and promotions manager for Canada and I moved myself to Ottawa, signed for a ridiculously low salary and was probably wearing five hats. Of course, reception was one because I was a girl. <laughs> All the men were doing sales. Uh, was a girl. I'm a girl. So I, I come from the 70s and 80s. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that job for a year and I actually created um, a revenue stream for that company and made them over $100,000 my first year from a position that was not making any money. And what I did was instead of just giving away uh, Facebook blasts to our over 100,000 um, audience, I would be like, okay, it's 100 bucks to get two Facebook posts and two tweets and one little banner in the newsletter. And I, people bought it or they do trade or we got prizes to give away and we just grew uh, the audience a lot in the first year. Um, anyway, so what happened during that time was because I was working closely with all of the clients that had events, maybe it was, say, a, a restaurant that was doing a wine tasting and they d wanted to advertise it on our platform. So I'd be working with them and writing the social content and getting approval. And they were like, oh, my God, you're really good at this. We don't really want to do our social media. Would you be interested in kind of taking it on as a side job? I'm like, okay, sure. Like, that sounds fun. I really love it. So I went to the CEO and I asked him and he told me that it was a conflict of interest and I was not allowed. However, my company or the company I work for did not sell social media management. We were simply posting them on our social media. So it's a totally different thing. And it was not a conflict and it was not a compete. And even though I signed a non-compete, so I quit. 
You don't put up for any state. No, I was like, all right, man, whatever. Uh, so I quit and I gave my, my, my two weeks and I didn't, they didn't hire anyone. Um, so I didn't have to transition anyone into the role. Uh, but when I left, uh, my boyfriend was living in Petawawa. He's in the military. And I left my apartment and moved all my clothing and things to Petawawa and started working from his place. And like, I was still paying rent in Ottawa. So I was paying rent in Ottawa, living in Petawawa, but I wanted to spend time with him since I was working from home. And um, I signed, I think it was like seven clients between like the first couple days because I just like called everyone that had offered it to me. And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But because I was just starting out, they were kind of taking advantage and not paying me nearly enough. And I had to support rent in Ottawa and I was helping him with rent and like food and just life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, getting a job selling cars at the local Honda dealership. Guess what, listeners? Mandy was really good at that job too, but it wasn't where her heart was. So like, no, don't leave, don't leave. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I really enjoy social media and I want to give it my all. So I went back and then that was when I kind of put a lot of effort into client acquisition and I found someone who needed almost full-time hours of help. So I was contracted for full-time plus running a few on the side. And that was like the true launch. And since then, I have not done anything else. Perfect. Now, I just want well, let's all just take a breath there, for goodness sakes, Mandy. I mean, oh, because what that, the, the, the reason I wanted you to share that was... Um, that it just, it really illustrates how, uh, quite a few things actually. One, it illustrates that life is pretty random and yes. you don't totally know what's around the corner. Um, and the way that you make the best of that is to be constantly kind of curious and, and yep. go with adventures when they come up, you know, um, some are good, some are bad. Um, and and you did a lot of that and you didn't sort of, you didn't, over stick with something when you knew it wasn't right but equally you gave things a good go and you and you really did well most things you did actually it sounds to me like so it's 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 that randomness it's the the fact that you know life is you don't so when you see somebody listeners uh, in your early stage of growing a business and you think oh my gosh they've got it so together um by the way, I mustn't put on a Canadian accent because apparently that's in the top 10 list of things that really insult Canadians. So um, um, I don't think I Canadians do get insulted. We're, <laughs> we're actually as nice as everyone says we are. That is what they also said in the list of things about Canadians, that you're really, really nice like, and friendly. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't hold the door open, oh, sorry. Or if someone's coming around a corner. Is that oh, true? Sorry. It's like, and it then does, I'm like, there's oh. nothing to be sorry for. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, I read that in the list. See, I did my research. But, you know, it is, that, it is that thing of discovery, hard work, growth, you know, and, and that is what people have done when you see them and you are thinking they did it overnight. It's the same. It's that cliche, but it's, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I can go into a lot of detail about the first five years, and it was not fun. And I'm still not together, and I'm almost so I'm going to be coming up on my sixth year. But I did it by myself. So yeah. I did it by myself for the first four and a half years. Yeah. Um, during that time, I went bankrupt, and yeah. I pulled myself out of that. Actually, it was really helpful because I just started at zero again, and I had nothing to pay for. I got rid of my car, started living really quickly. <laughs> 
it's a it's a it's a little bit like when your when your laptop crashes like mine did two weeks ago and you and you realize that actually when they say they're going to have to get rid of everything on it fortunately you've been using dropbox bit of a tip yeah, there, listeners really? um and then you realize you know that the world is not going to come to an end and actually you get rid of a lot of stuff that was no blinking use anyway. And there is something quite nice about starting. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that everybody goes bankrupt. Just no, 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 no. But honestly, yeah, th this is good because this is real, very, very real stuff. And the fact you started off with, with that music thing and you've managed uh, and in this random journey, you actually have come to a place where you're doing social media in this lovely organic way, which has got this creativity still, um, yeah. as well as this kind of business, which you enjoy as well. And, and you've grown the business. And actually, something I was going to ask you about, because um, there have been listeners who are at various different stages of growth. And I mean, recruiting, which you've now done, because you've got a team around you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really challenging thing, because for a very, you know, you're a very real person, you know what your kind of company vision is and, and you've got your style and all the rest of it. And when, when people reach out now to bring someone else, it, it actually, it even happens when you're just delegating or outsourcing and you think, how am I going to get on with this person? You know, have you, yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I could have cloned myself in the early years because I was of the opinion that I was the only one that could do it in the right way. And no one would ever do it as good as I'm doing it, which is totally untrue. Um, I did uh, dip my toe in the waters of outsourcing and contracting um, fully remote. And I would go on to like Upwork or I think that they've changed names now, but one of those freelancer websites and I, I did hire two people and I fired them within three days. <laughs> I, that sounds really mean, but like I was very clear about what the job entailed yeah, and I needed yeah. direct communication and I needed, you know, responses within this amount of time because my like social media is not, oh, I'll do that in five hours. It's do it now. So I would assign them tasks and, you know, build it out in the project management software. And then I hired them and they're like, yep. And so I, did all the assigning. And then three days later, I hadn't heard from them. So there's all these tasks that hadn't been done. So here I am sitting at my computer at midnight trying to finish stuff that's late. I lost a really big client because of one of them because like the due date was a state and nothing went yeah. in. I was assuming that this person would take care of it. Um, so you see that that's quite, that's scary. That's scary. I have yeah. heard people, I, I know people who have almost or lost clients because of mistakes made, you know, by somebody that they've used as a freelancer I, i'm not saying it happens all the time but uh, but it is a little bit of a scary idea so how so now you realize that you can't clone yourself <laughs> and i do get one. that i'm gonna i'm gonna give somebody a shout out her name's amber McHugh. i used to work with her she has a really great online course called clone yourself it's really yeah so that's her thing about like you know making cloning yourself and having not really but like getting people to do what you're doing. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm not planning on giving anyone a shout out, but I really like her. And I'll put, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes. <laughs> I, said, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, so you have you, because the thing is we all have to recognize that we can't just, so we need people to do certain things that maybe either we have no longer got the time to do as our business grows or they're not actually in our 
skill set. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so you're not. So, in a way, you're not getting clones of yourself. You are getting people who are likely to have slightly different uh, styles and personalities. So, have you have you found a sort of secret to making a happy office environment there? So I am not going to knock freelancers because there are so many amazing ones out there. I just happened to be very green in the hiring process and it was not refined enough for me to be doing it that way. I could confidently hire, um, you know, remotely now, but I was too new to be doing that. Um, I will say to everyone, if you are close to a post-secondary uh, institution that is sending kids out into the world um, in your industry. I almost exclusively hire from the program that I graduated from. And they're continually upgrading their courses and making it fit uh, the industry today. So my very first employee was an intern. I offered her work immediately after. I took on three interns this year and I was only able to hire one. And then um, she recently has secured a full-time position in Toronto, which is what she was looking for. And I knew that. Um, and now I have three youth today and they are all recent graduates of that same program. Well, that actually is really good. I, I, Cause I'm part of, uh, I was a mature student at Bournemouth university and I've kind of become quite involved in the alumni group. And, and so I kind of, and it, and it pops up, of course, on LinkedIn when you when you've put your thing in, you you see other people who were studying on your course or at the centre, and that's a that is a really good resource, and that's a, that's a good nudge actually because you could easily forget that one, or if you're part of um a, you know a, a business kind of community as I am, you know look look to the people quite close to begin with that you might sort of overlook by suddenly leaping into um, a, a more obscure form of recruiting. So, yeah, I, I, I love all those tips. And you see, this seamlessly segues into the fact that we don't have, you know, there's only one of us. Uh, we've only got so many hours in the day. We, yeah. We've got to get other people to help. And also, uh, if we are going to just be us for the beginning of this journey, We've got to figure out how to kind of make our time work. And with social media, it can become a nightmare and you can be up all night and achieving nothing, um, maybe because of a lack of focus or you're not quite sure who the heck it is you're trying to get to anyway. Your message isn't clear and all that thing. But you, you wrote a really nice article recently about, which I think is some really practical tips, recycling and upcycling content. Yeah, so the reason that I started the business, our little like slogan is, we handle your social media like a boss so you can get back to doing what you do best. And basically the way that I frame that is if you're a baker, you wanna be baking. You don't wanna be thinking about social media posts. You wanna go and create in the kitchen. So we take that off of your plate. Now, when you are in the startup space, um, you probably don't have budget to outsource to a company like mine. <laughs> so being able to repurpose your content to get as much out of it as you possibly can is a really good way to take a little bit of the stress out of it. So my number one tip is, I guess it depends on if you're doing this already. So one blog. So one blog post may take you 30 minutes to write. 
And then you can take that one blog post and turn it into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pieces of content. So that's three different tweets pointing to the same post, two different Facebook posts to that blog, once on your LinkedIn timeline and once on your company's LinkedIn timeline. Now this may not fit for everybody. I know that Instagram is very, very, very big and it might be a little bit much to manage that because if you're promoting a blog post on Instagram, you need the image, then you have to be changing that link in your profile to the new blog post. And it might serve you better to have a link back to your retail store if you're in the retail space. But one piece of evergreen content has so many legs. And for example, you mentioned this particular post. So the advice in this post doesn't really change year to year. So what you can do again is use these nine pieces of content that you've rent, written and share them 10 times. So there you go. There's like, I, for my blogs, depending on if it's evergreen. So evergreen means whether or not it is date stamped to a specific time. So if I'm talking about the news right now, I can't share that six months later. But if I'm giving general tips that don't have 2019 data attached, I can use that for, I actually stretch them for about a year. So when I write a blog post for the website, I schedule it to send out once a month for 12 months and I write four blogs a month. So that's four pieces of content going out every month. And then by the sixth month, you think about like four, eight, 12, 16. My math is terrible. <laughs> don't oh stop God. doing numbers. I just, like, no, don't do that. Me too. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah 12, me too. 13, I completely switched off. Yeah, there was too many numbers. I just, so now, now I can't do this. I'm going to cut you off now, Mandy. No, you're right. I, I totally get the gist of that. And I think we, I think we, we all fall into this trap, especially the kind of people that I think are likely to be listening to this. Um, and, and that kind of includes me. Uh, that sounds weird. But it, it, this sort of urge to be original, to be fresh, to be sort of you, to, to do really good work can mean that you really burn out because you're you, honest to god i have got stacks of stuff and just recently i found something I thought well there's nothing wrong with this and probably half a person saw it when i actually put it out i think i might put it out again i tweaked it yeah. a little bit and freshened it up you know um but the, but it was and it got engagement i thought I, I must stop doing that i must stop consigning things to the kind of dusty archives which you know, could easily be brought back again and are of value. And so, yeah, I think because we, we run out of time, we burn out, we get too perfectionist maybe sometimes about doing everything brilliantly and fresh and new, that is a really good tip to, to bear in mind. Just, yeah, I mean, you talk about also just setting realistic goals and not setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. The, um, the one other thing that I'll say, and if you get into marketing gurus and listen to talks, a really common piece of advice is it doesn't have to be perfect, just get it out there. And a lot of people obsess about mm -hmm. making everything perfect and like the perfect blog article or the perfect photo for Instagram or the perfect tweet or any, you know, any of those social media platforms. Consistent content, it will serve you better than one perfect post. So keep it consistent and 
being real is fine. Like I have typos in my stuff all the time. I know that sounds bad, but like, <laughs> you know, someone will call me out and I'm like, LOL, thanks. And I'll fix it. But I mean, we're all busy humans and we have shit to do. I, I, yeah, I have, I spelled getting with three T's on my, on my website homepage. Somebody pointed it out to me. Oh, brilliant. I say brilliant. So, yeah. um, no, we're human. Yeah. yeah, and like not everything has to be perfect. Now, once you get to a certain level, you can outsource your writing to a copywriter and have it go through an editor and, you, you know, they get rid of some of the mistakes. But I'll still re read a blog that I've written and it's like the, the in the middle of the thing. And like your brain will skip over it when you're reading it for the hundredth <laughs> time. But, you know, no one points it out. Like it happens. And authenticity is, uh, is mistakes and is being real. Do you know, do you know what? Oh, oh, you're so right. Authenticity equals um, making mistakes as well. And uh, do you know what, Mandy? I just only today um, had a little ex exchange on a post that I'd done on LinkedIn. Somebody gave me a fabulous quote uh, by Gandhi, and they, they mentioned this as relevant to what I've been talking about. And they spelt Gandhi correctly. I then said, oh, wow, love a Gandhi quote. And I spelt it incorrectly. They then came back. This is all in a LinkedIn oh, no. post saying, oh, so, because I, I said, or, or Gandhi, um, meaning I was correcting myself. She thought I was correcting her. She came back and said, oh my God, I knew it was wrong when I did it. I said, no, no, you knew, you're the one that's why I'm the, so there were about six comments, which actually, I mean, you're the expert on this, but I've got a feeling that will have bumped up the sort of algorithms on that post um, anyway, because there was quite a lot of engagement. <laughs> It, genuine engagement it, in a way that's not yeah. like pretending. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh, no, you didn't. It was me. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. And people read that and they laugh and they're like, oh, that's a hilarious exchange. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Human, 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 human. Um, yeah, more engagement, more engagement. Well, do you know what? On this topic, um, and not, not to mention your story alone, we could go on blabbering for ages, but um, you've got a whole day ahead of you, a busy day. I've got the rest of an afternoon ahead of me. And so we need, we need to wrap up. But tell people where they can find out more about you. All right. So, website is like a Voss SM. So three S's. I have to do that all the time. Uh, when I write someone an email and give my email in, I'm like, nope, the three S's are there on purpose. <laughs> um, Instagram is the same handle. So at like a Voss SM. And then my Instagram is at Mandy Relier Voss, no spaces. It's fun that it's, it's, it's professional, but it's a lot of me. I'm really real on there. Uh, Twitter, the same, yeah. at like a boss SM, and then we're on LinkedIn as well. So all the platforms you can yeah. find us. The only thing we don't do is YouTube because I'm really shy and I don't like being on camera, but I'm thinking that I'm going to probably break into <gasps> that this year and do tip videos. <laughs> oh, well, do you, do you know what? You happen to know somebody who coaches people on that. I wonder who that could oh be. Oh my mm, gosh. <laughs> Ah, ah. <laughs> what a small world right okay you definitely should be on video you've, you've got it all going on you'd be great on video so anyway um we'll talk about that off camera so to speak and it's been an absolute pleasure um having this chat mandy and uh maybe come back again in a, in a year's time we can recycle it <laughs> yeah yeah we'll recycle do an update see how far i've come <laughs> perfect thank you bye for now Thanks for yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Couple of tips. One's a mindset one. 
just check in on yourself. Are you looking at other people's current state and thinking they got there magically overnight? And just do a reality check on that. Mm-hmm. And the other one's very practical. Check to see if you've got any posts or videos whatever, that you've previously done that are what Mandy calls evergreen. They haven't got a specific time stamp to them. And repost them. This time maybe you'll get more engagement. Don't consign everything to the archives. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.